Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon in Los Angeles for the start of the NBA season. I'm Tony Kornheiser in Houston for the start of the World Series. No, we know you're not in. When is the last time you were in Houston? What are you doing there? Are you going to sing the anthem? No. How about cover the game, which is what I've done for 39 years? Are you just going to sort of bless the participants? You know, cover at some point during the, the game. game. Cover the game. Remember when you used to do really? that? Remember when you did that? Cover the game. Yeah, how about that? Fantastic. Man. Welcome That's to PTI, amazing, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Packers are clicking. Lamar Jackson outduels Russell Wilson, and Kirk Cousins is on a roll. But we begin today with the Dallas Cowboys ruining Doug Peterson's guarantee of victory and slamming the Eagles 37 to 10. 21 of those points won Philadelphia turnovers. Wilbon, which is the bigger story, the Cowboys appearing to right their ship or the Eagles getting pasted? Well, since I don't know if the Cowboys righted their ship or not, it's the Eagles getting pasted. This is about the Eagles. I mean, the Cowboys might have been fine, but we don't know because the Eagles stunk. Right. Starting with their head coach running his mouth. You know, it's one thing for players, particularly mouthy defensive backs, to just say crazy stuff during the week. How many times do you hear a coach in the regular season, a head coach, guarantee victory? Then he started to backpedal away from it immediately, which sends a signal to his team that he really doesn't believe in the junk he's saying. And then they, they, they played so badly. The players, the Eagles were dogs last night. And I don't say this often, Tony. They, they looked like they lacked heart. There's a play late in the game where Aguilar doesn't even want to stretch his arms out to try and make a reception. The Eagles were an embarrassment. I'm tired of hearing about how great Carson Wentz is. Get them out of here. I can't praise the Cowboys yet because they had a tomato can in the ring with them last night. I'll give you one statistic on Carson Wentz. In the last two seasons, in the games that he has started, and he makes a lot of money, the Eagles are 8-10 and in those games. The Eagles have now lost two in a row by a total of 45 points. That's 75 to 30. That's a lot. I, everything you said is correct. I'm going to praise the Cowboys a little bit in this regard. Thank God this week we're not going to have to hear about firing Jason Garrett. Because no. when the Cowboys do that well, even Jason Garrett is going to get a little bit of praise. When you got Ezekiel Elliott carrying it 22 times, rolling for five yards at a clip and a touchdown, and you got Dak Prescott with a quarterback rating of 100... I agree with you that I don't know what this means going forward. But going forward for the Eagles, Mike, there's a schedule problem. They're at Buffalo. Buffalo's a 5-1 and team with a good defense. Then they get the Bears, who you're going to later destroy. Yeah, you're going to destroy them later in this show. But then they have the Patriots and Seahawks in succession. And they could be, they could be 4-7 and at that point. And you wonder what has happened to them. You wonder. Yeah, they've fallen they can't get up. Not not right now, anyway. Looks that way. The Cowboys and Eagles may be the subject of more chatter today, but a team in the NFC who's much better than either or both is the Green Bay Packers, particularly when Aaron Rodgers is in vintage form. In what might be his most prolific day, Dr. Cheesehead threw five touchdown passes, ran for a sixth, as the Packers lit up the Raiders in Green Bay. Rogers said afterward, quote, I feel like this has been coming, close quote. 
Tony, are we done now with all the preseason dramatic nonsense people thought they sensed between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers? I'll read you the whole quote. I feel like this has been coming. You read, I feel like we've been building. I know I've been feeling a lot more comfortable, and Matt has been more comfortable as far as knowing when to be aggressive and knowing when to pull back. It does. Here's what I noticed in, in that particular game. A lot of times with quarterbacks, the pocket collapses. And maybe they run like Lamar Jackson and they gain a bunch of yards. Or maybe they run for their lives like Matthew Stafford and they just try to throw it down the field, out of bounds, so that they don't take a loss. Aaron Rodgers just goes side to side or back and forth. He he doesn't seem to feel the pressure. Then, boom, flicks something and it is a touchdown. He, he still has the ability to sense when he can stand in the pocket, even when there's no pocket. Yes, Tony, everything you described, which he's been doing for more than 10 years. But here's the thing. In order to do that and, and the offense to function the way it needs to, others, the others function the way they need to, they had to figure that out. And I mean by they, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Well, it seems they have. Yeah. It seems they've gotten the offense and the others the others to do the things and be in the places they need to be for Aaron Rodgers when he looks up on the run because he's not looking to stick it in the end zone like Lamar Jackson, who you mentioned. He's looking to complete a pass right. downfield. That's right. And he does it. And, Tony, if he's comfortable doing that, then the Green Bay Packers are right there with the San Francisco 49ers as the best team in the NFC. So let me get to, to what they've got coming up because they're at Kansas City next Sunday night. And Andy Reid has said it is a stretch to believe that Patrick Mahomes will play in that game. So you might have gotten the two best quarterbacks, but you're going to get the best quarterback coming out of yesterday, which is Aaron Rodgers in that game, right? Yep. For me, one of the best games yesterday was in Seattle in the rain where the Baltimore Ravens beat the Seahawks 30-16. to Lamar Jackson outplayed Russell Wilson. His passing numbers were not great, but Jackson ran for 116 yards and a critical touchdown. Wilbon, Russell Wilson was the front runner for MVP about 36 hours ago. Would you now put Jackson up there with him? No. And it was kind of crazy to try to have Russell Wilson up there. We don't know what Patrick Mahomes, if he's going to miss too much time, you know, the series be considered for that. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers yeah. having pr- probably his most prolific day. Yes. I mean, there's a guy named Tom Brady whose team is still undefeated. I know on the strength of defense, but there's a lot of guys out there. The running back in, in Charlotte. And that kid is, is McCaffrey, he's having a Christian great McCaffrey, season, yep, right? Yep, McCaffrey yep. is. So, no, I don't need to make, you know, Jackson an MVP, serious MVP candidate. Because if he has a bad game next week, people will be saying, oh, wow, we should, maybe we should have Joe Flacco back. People are fickle. The season is fickle. You're one game away. I, I watched all day on even this network. People said, oh, the Cowboys, they're back, right? They're no, back. No, they, not they, they lost three in a row. They won one. They're back. So I don't want to proclaim I love watching him. I love watching Lamar Jackson, and I know you do too. I do. I do. He was so good when Flacco got hurt. He was so good that John Harbaugh said, we're going with him. We're going to trade yeah. Joe Flacco right now. I believe, let me get the number. He's 11-3 and three as a starter. I mean, but I, let me ask you this. Seattle was a team, as was Baltimore, built on defense. How can you let a quarterback run for 116 yards? He great. Okay, but he has run for more 100-yard games in 13 or 14, whatever many of the games you just said, Tony, than only Michael Vick. 
you know, and shouldn't for, you yes, have a lot if more hundred yard games? You're a defensive guy. Shouldn't you have somebody spying him the whole time? It wouldn't matter. You think? This guy's that good on his feet. He is Fred Astaire and Bo Jackson in concert. And He's so you, that good. You don't want to make him an MVP fast. candidate right now? No, I don't need to make him an MVP candidate because he might not be able to do this Mike, for the next two or three You know weeks. what's going to seem odd? When this season is over, it is possible that the greatest outlier of the whole season will be when Cleveland pounded Baltimore yeah. in Baltimore yeah. 40 yeah. to 25. I mean, but that figure. gives you pause, doesn't it? It gives you a little pause. A little bit. You know what, Tony? This need to now talk about the NFL in great declarative terms every week. Can we just watch the season? Lamar Jackson was great yesterday. My he was. God. He was. And he might be great again next week, too. And they had an interception that looked like Ed Reed. It was Marcus Peters who just got traded an Marcus hour Peters, before the great. game. That did right? look like Ed Reed. Yeah. And Dion. yeah. Let's go back to the NFC Central. I'm never calling it the North. Get out of here. The Saints went into Chicago and just pillaged the Bears for a fifth straight victory without Drew Brees. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins who appeared to be buried under an avalanche of criticism just two weeks ago, had another monster game to beat Detroit. You're whipping Boyd through for 337 yards and four TDs, Tony, and Teddy Bridgewater continued his role even without Alvin Kamara and starting tight end Jared Cook. So which one of those wins did you find more impressive? So I know that you're going to slam the Bears, and I'm going to get out of the way for you to do that. In all honesty, I found the Minnesota one a little bit more impressive because of Kirk Cousins. Because this is three games in a row. Whatever fence mending he had to do with Thielen and Stephon Diggs, he must have done that. Mike, in three games, he's got 10 touchdowns and one pick and 976 yards passing. That's really good. Before you launch, I just want to give you a quote from your boy, Matt Nagy, who that? said, because uh, apparently, I didn't realize this, uh, the Bears ran seven times and passed 54 times. I told times. you on your podcast so that he, this morning. Yeah, I don't really listen that early Thanks in the morning. Listening. Here's the quote. I know we need to run the ball more. I'm not an idiot. Well, but I think you think he is an idiot. Go. You know, Tony, it's really embarrassing when a guy comes home, and Sean Payton is from Chicago, greater Chicago. Sean Payton came home and just turned Matt Nagy over his knee and spanked <laughs> his bottom yeah. in the middle of Soldier Field. Seven carries is the low number of carries, rushing carries, in the history of the Bears. Okay, Greg Grange would have that in a series. Matt Nagy couldn't find more than seven carries out of a quarterback who should never in his life throw for 50. He had a bye week. He had an injured quarterback, and he couldn't figure out how to run the ball. His defense is now in tatters because you know what? His defense, un- they understand that they got no quarterback and they got no offense on that team. And the Bears are in big trouble. And the head coach needs to look at himself. I was glad to hear Rex Ryan, a former head coach, and lineage, a bear by family, by by virtue of his father conducting the greatest defense of all time, say the same thing about Matt Nagy. The Bears were an embarrassment. The most impressive victory was still New Orleans. Without its Hall of Fame quarterback, without its star running back, and without the tight end, they go on the Soldier Field and win. The answer is the Saints. So I want to give two points here. One, if he's the coach of the team, he can call more runs anytime he wants. Yeah, And two, and I'll just say this, the work of Teddy Bridgewater and Jacoby Brissett under abnormally bad conditions has been wonderful all year. Yes, Brissett it has was been, terrific yesterday. They're great. four and two. They're leading the division, and Andrew Luck retired. Would you play and him Teddy, again this week, or would you try to rush Breeze back? 
Whenever Breeze is physically ready, he Arizona plays. This week. He plays if he's physically ready, but Bridgewater's been great. Let us take I a hold break. Him out one more week. Coming up, the Astros are the clear favorites for the World Series, but should they be? And how should the Giants feel about their new rookie quarterback, Mr. Dines? See, we didn't expect to see Brissett or Bridgewater. We didn't in August. We didn't. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Corona Extra. Mail time. Extraordinary answers to ordinary questions. Let me see what's first in here. Zion Williamson today had surgery to correct a torn meniscus in his right knee. He will miss six to eight weeks. What is your reaction to this bombshell? It is a bombshell, Tony, and it's just it's it's not tragic six to eight weeks. okay? but it's a downer to come, you know, on the eve of the start of the NBA season, which does begin tomorrow. And we're all looking forward to seeing Zion in the, in, the, in the pros, let's face it. But for somebody like me, who remembers Derrick Rose, I mean, it was a little later. It wasn't first year in his career, but he had a knee injury which just changed his career and sort of the, the, that of his franchise. And you look at these knee injuries, when you weigh that much, 285 pounds, and Wilt was about 275 in the old days, those guys operated in a small space around the basket. Now you got 280-pound guys like Zion out on the perimeter, running, cutting. I don't know that their bodies and their knees and feet were made for that, and we're going to find out about space and pace and whether it makes sense at that size. It's just it's a downer. I don't think you can do anything with this story except comment on his size. He weighs 280 pounds, and he jumps higher straight up than David Thompson did. So when he lands... He lands with unbelievable force that has to be absorbed by his legs. I mean, everybody wants to see him. He's the first guy since LeBron that everybody, everybody is jacked up about. And you wonder, what is his long-term health? What is it? Tony, let's hope this is a fluke and not a, you know, sort of a forecast for future situations. Hope it comes and goes. Do you see the Astros as the clear favorites in the World Series? No, I don't see him as a clear favorite. I don't care about Vegas. That's your thing. Um, I see the op, the opponent, the Washington Nationals, with four aces right now. Four guys they can throw out there. And, yes, it starts with Max Scherzer. Um, but they got four aces. And any time you have starting pitching like that and a bullpen that is not the nightmare that it was for you all summer. It has not been that for the last 10 days, and you know it. So behave. You got a, you got four aces Nobody is a big favorite over a team with that kind of starting pitching, and you know it. The Astros are the best team in baseball. Over the last three years, their cumulative wins is higher than anybody's in baseball. They won 107 games this year. The Nationals won 93. The Astros hit, they pitch, they run, they field. They are a clear favorite. That does not mean that they're going to win. I think that the story of the series may play out in the first two games. Can Scherzer and Strasburg beat Cole and Verlander? Then it's, then it's over. And if the reverse happens, then it's over. I'm rooting I, for the Nats, but the other team's a favorite. I, I don't see anything Bail quick here. And, and let, just keep keep that high slider away from Altuve. That's right. Because I'm sure Chapman wish he, wish he had done Well, that. a high slider to Altuve is five foot five inches because he's not that big. How should the Giants feel about Danny Dimes now? Yeah, well, they should stop making proclamations. I don't mean the Giants. Everybody else does this. And he's got to have a nickname and all this stupid junk. 
He had four turnovers and was sacked eight times. Now, obviously, the sacks are not really on him. It's on a leaky offensive line. And you see the Cardinals getting after him yesterday, Tony. But, I mean, look, I would still draft him. I'd take him ahead of the guy who's playing quarterback on my team right now. I would take Danny Dimes over that. But let's have a little sensibility about running out and proclaiming people going to, you know, Canton off of one game against the Redskins. So I've got to say that I've never heard the word Danny Dimes until today. I sort of like it, but I I had never heard it. Daniel Jones is a pretty good quarterback. Even yesterday, when he couldn't hold on to the ball, he threw for 223 yards and a touchdown, whereas Kyler Murray, who we think is a pretty good quarterback, threw for 104 yards and no touchdowns. I think Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are pretty good. They got three wins in a row. They had three wins all the last year. But that doesn't mean Daniel Jones isn't good, too. It doesn't no, mean be, that. He could be okay. He's a rough one. You know, give it a, give it a break. Stop with the nickname. My Do you God. expect Alabama to keep rolling while Tua recovers? Not necessarily, Tony. And I, look, Alabama's a great team. It's not just Tua, who, by the way, is now going to be out, they think, about 20 days. So that's three weeks with a high ankle sprain surgery. He had this procedure on the other ankle last year. And was, you know, that's about the time frame that he was operating under. So I, I hope this is accurate. I hope he comes back quickly. I want to see all these teams, you know, with full strength. But I'm not going to say they're just going to roll. He's a, he, teams are losing. The Miami Dolphins are tanking for him. So he must be great. Do they have another quarterback worth tanking for in the, in the depth chart number two? Alabama's going to roll with him out because they play Arkansas and they get a bye. And playing Arkansas is a bye, so they get two byes. <laughs> Look at this play in Arkansas. This is a fake punt by Arkansas in which the punter uses a chest pass right to the guy what was that? from Auburn. That may, was be, that? that may be the worst major college play I have ever seen in my life. If Tua is healthy for LSU, they're back in it. If he's mm, not, it's, it's over. If. You know, but That's that play, Arkansas, get out of here. Enough email. Let's take one last break, but still to come, the Panthers decide whether Kyle Allen needs to make way for Cam Newton. No. And the Jets upset the Cowboys last week. Could they do something similar against the Patriots tonight? Let me answer that real quick. No. Hell no. No. Oh, the so Cam Newton doesn't have questions. to make way. No. But you got, of course, your New Orleans Saints quarterback, he has to have his job back next week. Yeah, because Cam Newton's I had worse physical problems. Hypocrisy and no, inconsistency. Not, no! He's yeah. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Humera. Happy time, people. Happy 91st birthday, Edward Whitey Ford. The great Yankee lefty is the oldest living former player in baseball's Hall of Fame. He got there by having the greatest winning percentage of any pitcher ever, with at least 200 decisions, 690, 236, and 106. He was on six Yankee championship teams, and on each of them, he pitched to Yogi Berra. Wilbon, I have an old sign ball from the Yankees, almost 70 years old, and the ink has disappeared. But when it was there, you could read the signatures of Eddie Ford and Larry Berra. Man, I think I knew Lawrence you know, but I don't think I knew Eddie. 156 complete games, Tony. I'm fascinated with complete games these days because there are no more. Happy anniversary, Marshawn Lynch. On this day 13 years ago, the already incorrigible beast mode, who had just scored the game-winning overtime touchdown against Washington, celebrated by driving the injury cart all over the field at Cal. The video is great, but not as good as some of the video of Lynch in the NFL with Seattle dragging seven and eight guys down the field. 
you know, there's a video he would like, and that's carrying the ball in the end zone against the New England Patriots <laughs> would have given Seattle back-to-back Super Bowls instead of one and oops. Happy trails to Florida State. The Seminoles had the ball down to 35 seconds to go on their own 24, no timeouts. A field goal wins this game. And then this is what happened. Nothing happened. The Florida State quarterback dropped the ball on the first play and then fumbled a bad snap and fell on it on the second play. Florida State is a clown show, bro. And it's impossible to believe this coaching staff will be back next year. Impossible. But they were a long way from a score, a decisive score. You see the San Diego Chargers yesterday? Terrible. And how they screwed it up at the goal line? It's a pro football team. Terrible. They messed it up. Big finish. Here we go. Ron Rivera says Kyle Allen will start on Sunday while Cam Newton continues his rehab. Is that a good call? Cam Newton getting more rehab, yes, is a good call. And they win these games with him starting, Tony. The Niners moved to 6-0 with a 9-0 win in the rain over the Redskins. You were impressed with that? Game was terrible. The Redskins need to put in Dwayne Haskins. Let him make his mistakes this year. They're not going anywhere. Buddy Heald agreed to a four-year, $94 million extension with the Sacramento Kings. Is that a good deal? Yes. Buddy Heald's one of the five best shooters in the game today already. He could be Bradley Beal in like another year or so. Tiger Woods finished second in a Skins game in Japan. Is that important? I don't know. I didn't know there was a Skins game. Jason Day was first, then Tiger, then Rory, then Matsuyama. I didn't know. Last one, Patriots and Jets tonight. You're not smelling upset, are you? Upset. You know, Jets win one game and people are getting crazy. No upset. Out of time, trying to do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. And now we send you to Susie Culver and the Monday Night Countdown crew in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Russian Paulson.